Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball, uh, episode 11. Um, take two, after a failed, sort of failed attempt uh, <laughs> last week, I think it was, wasn't it? But um, yeah, if you tried to listen to that, this is going to be a little bit different, so don't um, turn off. <laughs> um, it might actually work this time, which would be splendid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, um, hello, Sam. Hello. Um, and yeah, let's uh, talk about the NBA, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, the last one we did a lot of Warriors, didn't we? In our in our Lost Forever podcast. Yeah. Which is a lot of Warriors. Um, and quite a bit of sixes because it was just after Steph went crazy. Um, and the sixes had the best record in the NBA. And since then, mainly it's been COVID news, I think, really. It's like James Harden is actually playing basketball now. And the trade, even the James Harden trade rumors have sort of faded a little bit. Um, and it's been lots and lots of COVID news, which, to be honest, I don't really want to go into that much. Is It's like it, it could all change, couldn't it? It could just. There's a yeah. chance while we're recording this, the season is postponed again. We don't know. Um, I feel like, I think that's unlikely though. It seems like they. Sort of... I think it's very unlikely um, for now, unless they get to the point where like they're having whole days of games cancelled. Yeah. Um, which like two were cancelled yesterday out of eight, I think, or something, and it's yeah. like it, it is getting an issue. So for instance, yeah, tonight. I think... Is yeah. the Heat and Sixers who both have like no players? Yeah, I think they. The thing they're probably going to do is change the rules a bit to make it easier for teams that are missing those players. Because like the they'll expand the rosters, but yeah. you still have a problem with competition though. That's my concern. Is yeah, so they want to keep it going. Is like, well, we need to have a product out there for the money and TV contracts and everything, and then the product is not good. I mean, like the Sixers. It was fun when Tyrese Maxey went and got had 33 shots against the Nuggets but also like you've got multiple teams having to field rosters that are effectively tanking rosters yeah like if a team went into a season with that roster you'd say they weren't trying did the Cavs have an issue with that or was it something Uh, else the Cavs have been depleted by yeah all sorts of stuff other things because yeah I just listened to the low post podcast actually and he was talking about how uh watching the Cavs and the Grizzlies who both had half a team and the Grizzlies had a lineup out of like Drummond Tom Fonmaker and um who's the other one? Don't know. Kevin Love? I don't mean it was. Don't know. I anyway, basically another centre. Well the Sixers were running um they did some Embiid and Dwight Howard minutes yesterday. Um, and like they were running Danny Green basically as point guard when they played the Nuggets the other day for like large periods and he's a guy that usually doesn't dribble the ball um, so th- that's the big problem they've got is actually is even if you expand the rosters is you're just at a point where like if you take away a team's six best players their team is not very good Yeah, and it just it all gets a bit farcical Um but yeah, I don't think there's much point. I mean, they can listen to the Hoop Collective or whatever people want to listen to for that. I mean, 
we don't have any information on where the league's going with COVID. And I don't think they know, because a bit like it was in March and like it is with all the sport again now, is they can only really react to how bad the case the cases get in the league. Yeah. Um, it's just teams getting wiped out, like because of the contact tracing, is one guy has like an inconclusive test or a positive test, and it takes out like, your whole starting five. Like That's a, the really big for like a week, and then yeah. And it's and because the schedule this stage of the season as well. More games. Yeah, like this stage of the season, it, could, it makes your record look very skewed. Yeah, so it's definitely a thing to be wary of when we're looking at teams. Yeah. It's going to become kind of complicated. You almost need to have. I wonder if someone will make this webpage somewhere. Is record when they're not like wiped out by COVID stuff. Yeah. And record the rest of the time. Because like, I, I think this, the sixes would probably still be at, like right at the top if it wasn't for the COVID. They've, they've, just, they've lost their last two. And Bede played yesterday. Um, and they ended up using him for only 22 minutes because they went way behind and then just took him out of the game. And it's like, yeah, they've got another game tonight, potentially, which also might not happen. Um, so it's going to make it really hard to judge teams. And maybe it's going to mess up the seedings, to be honest. If one or two teams get lucky, like two semi-good teams just don't get hit by COVID too badly and everyone else around them does, you could just have like, I don't know, like the Pacers end up as the number one seed and it's just like, well, okay, yeah. Sabonis, Oladipo, yeah. Brogdon played all of the games and already you're seeing the teams around them have been hit by it. I mean, Durant missed four games, I think. Yeah. And Kyrie is AWOL. Um, yeah, do, yeah. No, we don't even know what that's about, do we? No, no. It's good, so good again, start, anyway. For them, yeah, that's going well. That whole dynamic, yes, he's already already decided he just doesn't fancy it. It's really hard to say anything about it because we don't know what it is. Um, yeah, there was some talk there was a protest thing, but then a protest doesn't really work unless you make it clear you're protesting about something. Uh, it could be it could be like a mental health situation. We really don't know. Um, but yeah, the initial optics on it are not amazing particularly when you've got Steve Nash saying like yeah I don't know what he's doing yeah um yeah yeah so that's kind of the state of the league at the moment yeah um one thing though the, the positive I think we're going to talk about was the rookies so far this season have stood out it's like it seems like the whole the whole thing about this being a weak draft class that maybe might not not be the case. I think what's... Yeah, I mean, um, we mentioned this in the Great Loss podcast of last week. Um, the thing about there wasn't, like, superstar upside there, that does look a little bit wrong um, with a couple of the top two, I think, already. Uh, there, there was a lot of people who were saying, yeah, there's quite a few guys who can contribute immediately to an NBA team. But there's been sort of more than that. Like um, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton and Patrick Williams are playing like big minutes and looking really good. Yeah. Um, and then the two big ones. I mean, Anthony Edwards has looked good in flashes, but Lamelo Ball and James Wiseman um, just look... It, 
yeah, it's I mean, very very early for this, but there's a chance yeah. that this is going to be one of those drafts where it's like, how did, how did neither of those guys go first? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anthony Edwards obviously still wait and see what happens, but also I feel like Temples don't have a great record of really, you know, make, getting the best or making use of incredibly talented players. Well, that's a nice segue. Maybe in a, we won't move on quite yet to um, yes those two teams and another player who is now looking pretty good in Wiggins. Yeah. We'll come on to him in a bit. I mean, um, Edwards, I've watched a little bit of him, but to be honest, the Timberwolves just aren't very interesting. Yeah, well, it's Carl Anthony Towns. Um, there's an uncertainty about that him, isn't there, with this whole, like, I think it's a, since his mum died of COVID, it's like he's not, he's not been playing, has he? Yeah. He, well, he, he was out injured. He had a wrist problem as well, and then he's come back. But they're just not good. Like I, I have watched like a half here and there of their games. They're just not a very good team, um, and that makes them less interesting. Um, but Wiseman, I just every time I watch, it, I really can't get over like his potential. It doesn't mean he's going to get anywhere near it. I mean, there's a chance he yeah. does. Just he ends up like as this rim runner. But even then, he's like seven foot one or seven foot two, and incredibly quick. He's going to be unbelievably good at that. Yeah, well, um, and, and um, yeah, but and he, he can also run with the ball. That's the thing. I can't. You, I can't go over that. You Every don't see that with those with with those sort of players. Just running the, with the ball in transition, like seven foot two. You know, actually like running by people, transition and dunking or something. It's like. And the lob stuff. Oh, when the Warriors played the Kings the other wait, no, it was the Raptors game I watched. And, yeah. um, and they they were just they were boxing one on Curry and just like he couldn't hit a shot. He had, I think it was literally the worst shooting game of his career. Yeah, I, but he's yeah. Curry. And I was they were about just, to just throwing the ball in the air. Just lobbing the ball in the air and Wiseman is just there like throwing it in from all over the yeah. place. Um I he's an amazing fit on that team already. But like the athleticism of him. Yeah. It's superhuman stuff. As well as, I mean, he's, he's hit some freeze as well, hasn't he? Already, which is like, I mean, for that sort of player, like that size and stuff and how talented he is, other, other stuff, a lot of time it's like, wow, well, I mean, I mean, I, I maybe going a bit over the top with the, the sort of Yanis comparisons, but I mean, well, when Yanis first came to the league, Yanis didn't look like this, did he? But anyway, it's like those attributes. If it was like he has some of his attributes, I mean, but he could bulk out some more, maybe be a better post player and stuff as well. And it's like, even with those attributes, you sometimes just like, okay, they're just he's just not going to shoot from anywhere like outside the paint, and that's fine. He can still be a great, great player without doing that. But the fact is, already he's done that. And there's this. I there's mean, like, there's so many different routes that he, his career could go down of different kinds of player he could become, and the best would be he could just develop in all those ways and be like, I don't know, like the greatest player of all time. Well, um, he can be, he can be really special. Um, and there's also, it, it, there's all talk about this, and you don't know how much this is almost the Warriors sort of playing him up, but there's there's a lot of belief in him as as a guy that's trying to learn as well. And like Draymond is just constantly saying how much he likes him and 
he's he's willing to take stuff on board and all of this stuff and and that's often one of the criticisms with younger players when they don't develop is that they yeah. came in and sort of thought they'd made it and he's nowhere near that i mean defensively he is like occasionally just sort of wandering around he fouls people quite a bit but that's what you expect for a guy that's that big yeah. and, and just, also there's probably not about three college games three yeah. college games he's played like 10 games in the nba and he's already looking like this just it's just phenomenal and he's so much fun to watch I mean, just because anyone that's that enormous and that quick is kind of you watch them in awe when they're just flying around the court. Yeah, there's probably not a any better mentor for the defensive side as well than like Tremont Green for that. Yeah, um, to develop I, that sort of thing. I actually, on the Draymond note, I saw a tweet the other day that was stuff I was going to look for, but I basically was too lazy to look up the exact numbers. Of the Warriors' like net rating, offensive rating, defensive rating, since Draymond effectively has been playing full minutes rather than just a bit part player, and they're just a top ten team across the board. Yeah, that's that's um, very some, few games, isn't it? It's not only like a couple of games. No, it's it's, it's five or six now, I think. Okay. But it's like it's still a tiny sample size. But it's also like, um, yeah. All of the writing them off when they didn't have Draymond. His his when impact they got, when they got thrashed by the Nets opening game of the season, and then the Bucks did them as well. And then they've had yeah. Draymond back, and it's just improving. Yeah, uh, so drastically, drastically. Sorry. And uh, well, basically, other players have started shooting, which I guess maybe is where we come onto the to Wiggins. Um, is I mean, the, when the, when they were bad the first couple of games, it's what like. Wiggins and Ubre were shooting like ten percent off from three or something, weren't they? And Wiggins is now at forty in like his last since those first two games. I think he's shooting forty percent from three, and he's defending. He's actually defending properly. That was always the thing: was like, oh, the Warriors can't make him into a defender. No one did it. Jimmy Butler couldn't do it. And he's, I mean, it's obviously again tiny sample size match updates. In the games they played against the Clippers, he's like held Kawhi. Jesus. He, there's been a couple of times where Kawhi's been like ice swing against him, and he just he's he's so athletic. He, he has yeah. the, it's, it's why there was kind of from I suspect many from Warriors fans but why there was some optimism in Wiggins becoming a better defender was again Warriors have this a bit like the Heat Warriors culture. Now we'll fix him, and it's easy to downplay that. But there's also, I mean, you, you don't really have a choice. I think they're going to get rid of you if you don't buy into it. There. Um, and it, and he has defended recently. It's it's still only a small sample, and he's done that at other points in his career. But he's looked and he hit a, effectively a game winner the other day. Just just like one of these, like I think he he stepped back over someone and just that, drilled a shot. Dead. Which game was that? The, the Raptors or? Oh, I think it might be the Raptors game. Yeah, when yeah. Steph couldn't hit shot and he he just kind of there's, took over. Yeah, there's been so many. So many things recently that's like really positive signs for the Warriors is there's that huge Curry game that's like shows okay Curry Curry can still carry the team you know he could, he can still just carry them to a win if they need that. Then they also had that game against the Raptors where he shot two for sixteen and they still won. That that's the scary one I think the rest. Yeah, of, of but the I think the, the fact that they that both of them have happened is like. I don't know they they can do it both ways, and with the the lobs to Wiseman and stuff like that, you feel also, like they've just got they've got so many options now at the moment. 
if Wiggins can be like actually good, you know, they've they've basically got a bit of everything, haven't they? They've got athletic big man, athletic wings that can shoot, superstar point guard, a, a defensive like leader as well at the moment. Um, yeah. And some of it is they're actually playing quite well. And Eric Pascal, he's been brilliant. He's played small ball five a lot of the time off the bench. And he just, um, like he had Whiteside the other day. And Whiteside is about half a foot taller than him. So defensively, Whiteside was getting some boards and he was scoring inside and stuff. But Pascal's so much fun. He just like, they sag off him at the three-point line. And he just gets the ball and just like puts his shoulder down and just goes to the basket. And these guys can't do anything about it. It's okay. He's stronger and quicker than me. Uh, It's actually the roster suddenly looks like relatively deep or deep enough. They can't really sustain any injuries, but no one can. It's sort of a bit of a myth that this, like, well, yeah, yeah, what what if Draymond gets hurt? And it's like, well, okay, what if Anthony Davis gets hurt? Then, yeah, that's bad. The same way if Ben Simmons gets hurt, the Sixers are in trouble. Yeah, it's like Like, second best player. Teams can't lose their second best player. Most teams can't lose their third best player. No, like that—that's just how it is. Um, I mean, the, the Warriors already have lost their second best player, and they're still looking good. Yeah, um, and that's, Kelly Oubre actually, in all of that stuff about their other players getting better, he still can't make a shot. He had one game where I think he made three threes, and other than that, he just can't do anything. He can't. He's occasionally dunking. And he's stealing the ball occasionally, but he can't, cannot hit a shot. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you have any other rookies you'd like to talk about? Because I have um, one, particularly. Um, Le- 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 we're not talking about Lamelo Ball. Yeah, that's where I was going to go next. Yeah, because he, well, he became the youngest player to get a triple double. Yesterday. Maybe or was it two days ago? I don't know. Day before, it, I found myself watching Charlotte quite a lot, and they've been really good fun. And not yeah. just because of him; like the rest of the roster is just like Gordon Hayward's playing really, really well. Um, the backcourt they play seem to play quite fast. I don't know if their numbers actually suggest that. And they've got shooting and athleticism. A ball is like everything that was advertised. He takes yeah. the occasional stupid shots, which is one of the big things. The shot selection can be ridiculous. But he's making quite a few at the moment. Like He's made some like way beyond the three-point line shots. Um, and his passing is just out of this world good. And obviously, to get a shot, he's rebounding the ball. Yeah. This, this sort of, he was raw and he struggled in Australia. I mean, again, uh, like this pre-draft stuff was different to every other year is he'd had a long time without playing basketball between when he last played games and then when they've drafted him and now he's in the NBA I've been amazed from from what I'd heard of him here's a a, a little theory for you for that stuff of um, that actually that for some of these rookies that might actually be a benefit of why they're looking so good is even though it's like maybe too long off most of the league have had like, you know, um, like two months off or so, or not yeah. a, nowhere near a proper um, uh, preseason and stuff. So yeah, maybe that some of that with these players that were like supposed to be raw as well is like, you know, playing a little against a lot of guys that are sort of 
tired, maybe not 100% or as good as they would be at this stage of the season, usually. And the like, I don't know, the defensive stuff isn't quite as consistent and, you know, they can sort of, they they almost have a bit of an edge from not having played in college while everyone else was... And the they're bubble. young. It, yeah. it would take them less time to get into rhythm anyway, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a good a good observation. Because um, alongside Lamelo Ball is Devontae Graham, who could have easily won most improved last year, and he can't make a shot either. One of like the least efficient players in the league at the moment, just missing threes by miles and and all sorts. Um, but Charlotte, are, Charlotte are winning games, which again I don't know what we can really. You can never make too many hot takes at the start of an NBA season anyway, but particularly this season. Um, but still, yeah. they're playing well and they look they look like a team. They move the ball. That's what I really is really nice. And I think on teams where they're going to come up against opponents who have a better first player and maybe a better second player than them you've got to at least you've got to swing the ball around there's no point in Terry Rozier dribbling it for 23 seconds and throwing a shot up um, no no that, that definitely is not what you want no I mean that that's was a how some teams, anyway was that's how some Rizier. teams end up being though isn't it that's how some teams they just yeah. always resort to best player has ball, best player will shoot a lot. Yeah. Um, Talking talk about things that you can't read into too much, I think there are definitely some things that we can def- that we can say from like the start of the season. Um, yeah, there, there are certain things that you can read into, and I mean. At this point in the season as well, when I was looking at standings earlier, it's basically like the top of the standings are now starting to look basically like what you what you'd expect. Whereas even like last week, they, there was it was a bit jumbled up. But you know, it's like Lakers, Celtics, Clippers, Bucks, Sixers, and the Suns are up there. And at the start of the season, people were saying that like, oh, the Suns might be really good, and they have been. Um, Apart from last night when they got blown out by the Wizards for reasons that yeah, aren't entirely that's, clear. that's a weird one yeah that's that was oh that was that was a thing actually on the, the low post I seem to have referenced low post podcast quite a lot on this cause I think I seem to listen to it like just, just before, before we record quite often yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but um oh what was his name anyway the guy that was on there mentioned about the like inconsistency of points differential from game to game, yeah. Yeah. Of like different teams. And the top four in the history of the NBA for that of like consistency game to game of point differential. Um are, are all uh this season. I mean in the well, in, in for inconsistency. For up and down sort of yeah, win heavily, lose the heavily. most. The most inconsistent, the four most inconsistent teams, basically in NBA history, of all teams from this year. That's um, I've I've read I've some stuff on that really... as well about uh, how that is, how that has impacted some rotations or it should impact rotations. Is because so many back to back shortened season, all of this stuff, is that coaches are giving up on games earlier. Yeah. So a bit like yesterday, I mean, the Sixers were so depleted, it doesn't really matter, but like, they were within 20, I think, and Embiid just came out and stayed out. 
Um, yeah. Whereas previously, you maybe have a go and see if we can get it down. And but that also means that teams should probably keep when you've got a big lead. Don't go to your normal rotation. Keep Steph or Trey Young or whoever it is. Keep them in for the extra few minutes because if you add another five points, it might end the game and then you're done. Yeah. And then you kill off them coming back. Um, so yeah, it's it's fascinating this season because well, it's just different. Everything's different. Um, and that's was it Kevin Pelton by any chance? I just looked up the. I think it. Oh, yes. It sounds like a Kevin Pelton sort of thing. Yes, I think it was. But yeah, we have we have started to get the standings, pretty much. Started to sort of stabilise a bit, although there are obviously oh, the still top, some teams. Least. Yeah, at the top, because there are still teams in the middle that were like teams that either started better than expected or worse than expected that are like going past each other. Like the Nuggets are now at five and five after a really bad start. And the Knicks and are they're dropping. Keep going up. Yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks are dropping like a stone. Three losses in a row now. Yeah. But the well, the one thing that has been constant, I was going to say, which actually related to that, um, the Warriors when we we're talking about that Raptors game, is sort of m- maybe makes it less impressive. Is the constant thing is the Raptors have not been good. It's interesting though because they've. There's also a point where when your record gets that bad, is you are just bad. But they've lost like loads of close games. There are problems in their shot creation. But also, they're just missing like all of their shots. And until yeah. recently, they had like of their five leading scorers, they were all around forty percent from the field, and Norm Powell was like thirty-one percent from the field. Um, and that's just that's that's a problem, isn't it? Really, uh, defensively, they've they've been up and down. Like they lost another close one yesterday. That game with the Warriors. I mean, if you keep Steph Curry to two yeah, for sixteen, they were both one point games. The, game. the Warriors yeah. and the Trailblazers were so yeah. They probably look well. They're four and six. If they win those two. We looks quite a bit better than two and eight. But yeah, at some point though, it's like you're miles behind the Sixers and Celtics already. Yeah, but like you're already out of being a top four seed. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's it, all, it's, it's getting to that point where it's it? like they then have to go on a run to get back in there. Yeah, I think they'll still be a playoff team unless, yeah. and it's possible in a really strong draft, unless they just tank it this year. Um, but it's hard to do that with their roster. As you trade Lowry, yeah, but if even if they trade Lowry for like a pick and a young player, like a, a not high upside young player, just a random recent draftee, um, Siakam, Van Vliet, Norm Powell, Ananobi, I don't think they're trading those guys unless they're trading them for a star. Yeah. Um, and that core is still probably going to make the play it. But that's not getting you a top Dang. draft pick, probably. No, yeah, they're basically... They're basically roster is too well constructed to uh, to easily tank it. There's, like, too much depth yeah. and stuff to easily just tear it down and tank. And it's not like they've been... They're, they're missing Gasol in the back a big time, but... It's not like they're terrible, and the, I think that record is a bit. Yeah, it's a, a little bit, bit a little bit skewed because I guess they've not. Yeah, I mean they've they've not been thrashed really at any point. I don't think. 
but then it is also it, we can you can do this in all sport the now that that's a bit harsh that's bounce of the ball and all this stuff at some point you are you have to just accept yeah. that it's two and eight they, if they win six games in a row they're still only at 500 and still way behind the Sixers and Celtics like they're still not good yeah exactly it's you expect it to turn around somewhat at some point, but it's like that it has to turn around big time for them to um to be like a you know, an actual proper contender. It it, it definitely lowers their ceiling for this season a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um just trying to think of any other any other kind of outliers so far. Um Anyone else like really struggled? Who you expect we expected to be? Um, well, no, no one else is. Well, the, I mean, because the, the bottom teams, the bottom of the Pistons, who yeah, like expected them to be horrendous. Actually, but they're in a similar situation. They've lost some really close games. Their record, in a way, if they weren't the Pistons, I think people would be thinking, ah, slightly harsh on how they've played. They've had quite yeah. a few where it's been within five points. In the last couple of minutes, or they also in the last five games they played the Celtics and the Bucks twice each. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna go badly. And Killian Hayes, although he was really struggling, but he is, is it torn labrum, I think. Yeah, so that's, that's not great. But Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant wants to go. He's and be actually the main scoring guy. points, and he's being the guy. He's been amazing. I've watched the Pistons a couple of times. And he's so he's just like taken to it. He's doing yeah. everything. I looked at it though. And, uh, the thing that's a bit different with that is a guy that's usually the main ball handler would have some assists, and aren't his assist numbers like nothing? Yeah, it's like yeah. I, I guess that might be the issue that might yeah, come up at some part. point. He's gone to go and get his numbers, and that is mainly what he's doing. But yeah, yeah. Good on him, I suppose. Yeah, I guess he, he's, he's got the money anyway, hasn't he? Now that's like he got his big payday. He might, he, um, he might become a trade asset through this. Yeah, because um, if he, I can't, I'm not 100 percent sure what his numbers are, but he's over 20 per game easily. Yeah, I if mean, I he guess he's he's showing he that he does have, he has the ability to score at least. Yeah, and, and if he does that, and then it's a, a team needs a defender, well, a team <laughs> like the Nuggets actually. They could, who could really do with a defender on the wing, um, but he, he changes the player that you're getting. Is he becomes a third scorer and a, a primary defender, whereas before he was very much a, a defender. Was yeah, how he was viewed at least. A defender who could brothers. shoot and bit and stuff. But yeah, basically, show, if you show he can basically, basically, I guess he's creating his own offense, isn't he? A bit and stuff. That well, yeah, there's no one else to do it there. Isn't really a thing. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> One of their fifteen centers isn't going to create his shots for him. <laughs> no. Oh, what? What's a, a stupid, stupid team? But you know. Um. There's not that. Everything else is sort of slowly. It's just slowly getting into the order you'd expect it to be. Although, actually, okay. One thing maybe to mention is um, Zach Levine. I don't know if you you've seen how he's what he's been doing. Yeah, I watched um, the Clippers Bulls oh, the other oh, day. Oh yeah, I watched that, and it was just it was just ridiculous. 
just absolutely silly shot making from everyone involved. Yeah. I mean, it's basically what well, he's not been known generally as he is a like an amazing three point shooter, and it's basically that's what he's been doing. He has, I think he shot it really well last year. I'm not sure about, but yeah, his reputation hasn't been as this like, like sniper from three, and he was just hitting them, hand in his face. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. And Kawhi had, it was the sort of thing you see LeBron do actually. Kawhi had that like up and coming star player, and Kawhi had the. The, the big brother, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take this from me now. In the third quarter, yeah. the Bulls are actually putting up a fight. Yeah, it's always the Vince doing, yeah, and it's just, Kawhi just, just do took it back. every time the court. Would he score 22 points in the third quarter? Oh. Yeah. Oh, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I don't know what you think of the Bulls or if they, you know, they, they, I mean, they, their record isn't great, though, they're four and seven. But they've had quite a tough run, I think. I've liked. I've. I've always been quite high on the talent on that roster. I. I think Wendell Carter, is um, is just like a good player already. For how high he was selected, he might. He's never going to be like a star, and the the comparisons with Al Horford are actually really quite fitting. He hasn't taken yeah. to shooting the ball, um, like sort of peak Horford levels from outside and stuff yet. But he passes well. He rebounds. Decent defender, um, and Levine, the Levine and White backcourt is not the most efficient, but he's going to score a lot of points. <laughs> they they are going to get their points. And Patrick Williams, um, I mean that's that's another one on the rookie stuff. Is he's just been like he's been starting recently and just he was guarding LeBron the other day. I think he guarded Kawhi for quite yeah. a lot of that game. Yeah, before. I saw him guarding Kawhi. You don't get many rookies who it's partly they don't have anyone else to do it. I think Otto Porter's been out because they've been hit by COVID. They were they were the first team, weren't they? And they were yeah. only hit what as in they lost Saturansky, Markinen, and I think a couple of others. Um, so they've been playing shorthanded on this really tough run of games. Yeah, yeah they're they're another one of these teams, aren't they? That just they just don't have enough defensively, really, for for them to, probably for them to be. Um, I don't know to actually good but they can maybe be very exciting well that's why particularly in there's a few in the west as well but particularly in the east there's just like that group isn't there I mean Charlotte are in there they're a slightly better defensive team because uh, Rosier Bridges and Haywood can actually guard people uh, but like Washington Atlanta and Chicago are all just there, sort of probably hovering around the plane, yeah. and no, none of them are really stopping anyone scoring points. No, I, I Atlanta maybe are maybe above that, although they've not really been above that. But I guess because their defense is just so bad, it's difficult for them to be that good. But their offense, you feel like, could be just so good. Like they've also they've lost Bogdanovic for the year now. Oh, um, oh I, I forgot. About and that, Gallinari's barely played. Uh, Hunter and Reddish have taken some like really big steps. It looks like this year, and I really I like Kevin Herter too. I think Kevin yeah. Herter's a nice player off the bench. Um, Reddish and Hunter being able to live with people defensively is going to be a, a big thing, and they've shown some signs. Um, but yeah, I've still I was unconvinced by them before the year as like a top six team, and that's basically what we're talking about, really, isn't it? 
yeah. is what can they be a top six team? And same goes for the Raptors, actually, is when we're talking about them coming back, is they're not going to be a top four, probably, but can they avoid the play-in? They're kind of yeah. in that group now, I think. With how yeah. badly they've started, they're in the the sort of um, Washington, Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago group. Orlando, of course. Um, and I think that's one thing I'd like to touch on, actually, the Pacers. Yeah, always just sort of there. And that every year, every just single year, it's like, oh, I think they could drop out this year. And now Sabonis is playing like one of the top five big men in the league. Brogdon, don't know why everyone's surprised when it happens every season that he's like really efficient. And Oladipo looks a bit like Oladipo, dare I say it. Yeah. They have Oladipo like back, probably. they Like properly back. Um, they could, I don't know, they, you feel like they have, you know, they have the talent really to actually be the contender, maybe in the East. Probably not right at the top, but they've got depth, haven't they? In their, their like scoring ability. TJ Warren's hurt, and they still have depth, which is amazing because yeah. TJ Warren was basically Michael Jordan only a couple of months ago. Yeah, and they're just well run, aren't they? They're just a well coached, well run team. It's always going to be like if you, if they get get there, you know, you feel like they could always. They're always going to have a fight. Then they're never yeah. going to walk over. And they, um, yeah. So with the, so it was the top six, and generally it seemed like the conversation had gone to Indiana or drop out into the play-in. But it looks like it's Toronto that had gone. And obviously, it's all qualified by unpredictability of the season and COVID and everything. Um, but as it stands, you'd have the five plus Indiana and then the play-in teams are all of those ones we've just mentioned most of which can't defend at all yeah it's just that's just going to be a, who can score those points I guess isn't it because Washington or, have Washington have actually been have they been the like the best offensive team in the league or something ridiculous or up there but as an actual basketball team at winning games they've been one of one of the worst you know, they, yeah. they don't win games, but they, they score lost a lot Thomas of Bryan points. Too. Lost Thomas yeah, that's, Bryan. That's not going to help with the defence, is it, stuff? No. Um, it's like... That's one thing we should touch on, actually, um, is John Collins, while we were talking about the Hawks. Yeah. And that he's had enough of Trey Young, seemingly. He's not oh, has happy. He? Yeah. Um, yeah, that... I mean, it sort of seemed like they should probably trade him anyway after they did all the trades, but I don't know where to. Or... And he's these trading these players who are heading for restricted free agencies because he's got to go somewhere where they want to pay him. Yeah. And he's a weird player. He, he's really talented. And he's, again, he suits the horse. He's fun to watch, but he can't guard centres. No. Um, and playing him with a centre is a bit of a weird one. Uh, so I, I don't know what happens with him. But another guy who is sort of stuck between four and five is Bagley. And his dad has been tweeted that he wants to get him traded or something ridiculous. Because the Kings they, just can't, maybe they can't be normal. Yeah. It'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
Although I, mean, I guess the, the Kings would have to give up all sorts of stuff to do that. I think As they're not the same level of player at the moment. No. Well, yeah. Well, Bagley obviously has the talent there, doesn't he? If like it feels like there's still a, a quite a high ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. It's just whether how much anyone believes he can actually get to that ceiling now. Yeah. Because the the rookie extensions come around so quickly as well, is you've basically got to pay on who they're going to become, like all of those contracts. And he's not shown much sign of being that player yet. No, not at all. Um, should we uh, should we wrap up now? Yeah, the, I think so. This, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's probably recorded it properly. Hopefully, we hope so. I like the last then, attempt. We'll try and get another one out because of the delay with this one. It's been a bit longer than we'd hope we'd hoped. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's stuff going on all time uh, in the NBA now. Um, but yeah, we'll, we're going to do a baseball one, aren't we, in a minute? So you know, if you like baseball, you could also listen to that one. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify, or the usual jazz. Yeah, and. On, on our website yeah on the website too franchise sports to UK um, but yeah uh, goodbye bye